Hello and welcome to the TOVG podcast. My name is George Weedman. We've got Jimmy Belikoff in here with Matt Visual like usual. But joining us for the first time is a guy named Austin who makes a channel called Boku No Eruption. And uh, for those of you who get the reference, I'm I'm sorry. <laughs> Besides that, though, how is everyone doing today? Doing pretty good. Great. How is everybody else, though? I'm so groggy <laughs> from the fest. <laughs> I feel like shit. Yeah, everybody's got that uh, that mag flu. The I'm con, pretty sure my con cough. Pretty sure my voice is an octave lower from this weekend. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's I like, great. It's horrible. Like, I, I warning, warning. If I laugh, I'll cough. So I can't laugh. I can't have fun until I'm cured. Right. So, uh, so this is I apologize really for the super idea. serious TOVG podcast. Right. We're gonna be super <laughs> serious video game do. <laughs> don't laugh. Yeah. Don't right. laugh. Don't laugh. Don't laugh. Okay. Okay. No, I got this. So we just got back from Magfest. It was it was okay. Wow. It was decent. I've had what I heard on Twitter. Yeah, it's not what I heard on Twitter either. Oh, you found me out. Yeah. No. Okay. Like full disclosure, I stayed at Austin's suite for the whole weekend. It was amazing. He had a couch bed. I stayed there. And like we, we slept together one night. It was nice. Yeah. No. No. Well, I thought we weren't going to tell him about our, our times. Did you guys get a little? Close? He did accuse me of touching his butt. Because you touched my butt. That's what I'm talking about. I, I didn't. I didn't. Now we're spicing some, up the podcast. Is there some sort of external reason why Austin made it on the podcast this week? Because <laughs> um, yeah, he's a super cool, super serious video game dude. Oh, of course. Yeah. 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 No, Austin was fucking hilarious, and um. <laughs> But oh, okay, real quick, Austin, mm-hmm. can you very briefly tell us about your channel for those who don't know and might want to be interested? Yeah, uh, so my channel is Bokuno Eruption. Uh, I pretty much do whatever I want, usually in the comedic vein. I do have like uh, some uh, covers coming up pretty soon, uh, like Sonic R's uh, Can You Feel the Sunshine? I, I'm, I mm-hmm. literally, I skits, uh, video game reviews, top whatever. It's, it's fun. Mm-hmm. Mostly in a, like if I do a list, it's usually like, yeah, joke list, but you know, like, kind of satirical. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. top games to play after a breakup, like right. oh no, <laughs> stuff like that. So yeah, I'm a guy. Well, I mean, we all know that like the two best friends have good taste in things generally in most cases, and they were like shouting you out crazy during MacFest. Yep. They <laughs> like your they... stuff, so that probably means they have good taste. <laughs> yeah, man, they're sweethearts. They took me out to dinner one night, and we're all hanging out. Ooh. Playing they some Smash over. in the Suite, man. They came over and played. I like. I I Wait, had a one on one with Wooly on Smash. It was it was amazing. I didn't even do that bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, uh, which, go on. Oh, go ahead. Ow! Oh, you go, oh, you so go. Uh, with uh, when Wooly came over, uh, the previous night, Gerard and I did a one on one, and uh, he was Captain. Sorry, I was Captain Falcon. He was Samus. I lost, mm-hmm. but barely. And then the same thing happened again with uh, Wooly. He was Sam himself, Captain Fal- Falcon. I lost, so I was getting a little, you know, like, why can't I do this? So mm-hmm. I switched my main to Rob and just destroyed everyone because I was harassing. Because no one can need, no one knows Rob. He has, like, super weird animations that are really hard to read. Yeah. <laughs> dude, George, you were mad, dude. I too-stalked you. You looked at me and you're like, I wish you Rob mains would go back to where you came from. George, George, if you were to if you were to give a a run back on that match, would you say that you got robbed? 
Ooh. I, I got fucking robbed, Austin. You robbed me because he played as Rob. Ooh. Oh, no. <clears throat> Anyways. The, the and, amount of um, salt what, that in, you get when you lose. news that, that won't end what will hopefully be a great and wonderful friendship in the future. Oh. <laughs> oh. There was, like... Super duper intense Smash 4 in the suite between internet famous people. And then down at the floor, there were only two machines playing Smash 4 while there were like 10 jillion machines playing Brawl. And that really? weirded me yeah. the hell out. Yeah. Brawl? There was a lot of Brawl at MAGFest. Brawl? Yeah. Brawl. Not, even, not yeah. even Melee? There were like two Melee machines, two Smash 4 machines, and a, a jillion Brawl machines. That's weird. It was totally weird. Like, I think... Hmm. Uh, I don't... Hmm. They're, they might have... Since, like, Wii U's are, like, way more expensive than Wii's right now anyway, right? right. And right. I think they, they had an issue or wanted to prevent an issue with theft. Uh-huh. So, like, maybe next year, maybe when the Wii U goes down another price drop, we might see more. Or maybe, like, I don't know. I might be going to SGC in a few months, and I'll see how it stacks up then. But I, I did not expect that. It was, like, the brand new... The the super hype smash everyone is like loving and playing right now really awesome. Although I missed my opportunity to play in the tournament, mm. which which made me angry. But on another hand, I was like, eh, no, I still had fun. Yeah, that's what it's all know, about. It was okay. I had mm-hmm. fun. It was decent. <laughs> <laughs> it was, yeah, at least was... we had eight player smash in the room, man. Oh man, we never played eight player smash in the room because because everyone it's was too pro for that. <laughs> it's true. Everyone's like, no, one v one, money match. Let's go, which money a... match. Oh, there was the hentai cup. The hentai which, cup, which Austin wants to call a different name. <laughs> well, the hentai cup was going to take place, but it didn't because we get, couldn't get a second tournament going. It would have been so great if it was okay. So like. People just like pulled shit out of their wallets and slapped it down on a pizza on a pizza box that was torn in half. We wrote I was down- hoping you were just gonna say slapped it down on a pizza. <laughs> Some <laughs> greasy that- money. Oh god. <laughs> it was it was the prize pool for the um what what are we calling it? The Domino's Cup? We'll call it the Domino Smash Circuit. The Domino Smash Circuit. It was a $25 GameStop gift certificate and also a 25 cent GameStop yeah. gift certificate. You're fantastic. And I think straight out of my wallet. I was too drunk. I was like, hey, money. Gerard got really, really far. I think he came in second place, actually. Yeah, yeah. Against, he, he, um, Gilly. Who? Gilly. Yeah, this guy just came out of nowhere and wrecked everyone. Oh, that's uh, Gilly the Kid, right? Yeah, yeah. Sweet. I didn't know how. I didn't know he was good at Smash. Was that that was Smash Four? Yeah. 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 Interesting. He, so, uh, Gilly played well, against uh, Ian or Wally the Legend in the uh, early rounds, and that was a pretty intense match. Like they, were, I think they were both Marth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was crazy stuff. And it was super legit too. Like one on one brackets scribbled mm-hmm. on a piece of on a pizza box <laughs> with just like very very briefly a hentai DVD was part of the prize cup. But Austin oh. didn't want to make it awkward. No no no. I decided to keep that one for myself. Yeah yeah. You uh <laughs> you have you watched Invasion of the Booby Snatchers yet? No, it's still sealed, but probably mm. not for long. You should you should send it to some relatives you hate for Christmas. Wow, it can be it can be a, a quote unquote gag gift. Anyways, um, so yeah, 
there was there was a lot of a lot of brawl, a lot of Smash Four. But I guess you had to go upstairs to the Cool Kids Suite for the Smash Four. Mm-hmm. And um, oh, the arcade was super cool. Like Austin kept wanting to go to the arcade, and like on one hand I don't blame them, but on the other hand it's like, hey, yeah, I gotta wait in line for games. But no, they had dude, those, you got um, really mad about that. About what? <laughs> I was when like, let's go to the arcade, and you're like, I don't want to go to the arcade. <laughs> but but but, but that was had... usually at like six in the morning, so I guess you know. Oh yeah. Oh well, actually, one time we did go to the arcade, and everyone agreed oh, on it. And it was while we were waiting for the little sandwich shop to open. Like basically, we wanted solid food. At, at like 5 a.m. And so we go to the sandwich shop that's supposed to open at 5 a.m. in the morning. And they were closed. And we asked we asked the lady getting set up how long it would take. She said five about 20 minutes because I looked it up on the internet. They were supposed to open at 5. Mm-hmm. And so we go to the arcade. We play some games. We come back around 5.30 and buy our sandwiches. And on the back of our sandwiches is a sticker that just says Tuesday. <laughs> and and Austin interpreted this to mean those sandwiches were made on Tuesday, which would have been six days before. <laughs> <laughs> and for some reason, we thought this was goddamn hilarious. I don't know why. We couldn't stop laughing for like an hour. George was pretty much crying in the line with his with his sandwich in the hand. With my we're like, week old sandwich. Like we'd already associated this sandwich with being a week old, but we bought it anyway. Yeah, because we were that hungry. Well, it's also, wow. like, the only place to buy solid food at that hour. Oh, yeah, I guess tip for next year. Bring lots of solid food. Don't eat it all at once. Yeah. yeah. Bring but, a cooler or something. Okay, mm-hmm. like, I, I seriously don't know. It was the most fun I've ever had in my life, laughing at this week-old sandwich for some reason. <laughs> it, it's just, like, we weren't... We we hadn't even ha- drank anything in, like, a couple hours. We were trying to sober up, get something in our stomachs, and go to bed. But we were like these giggly little mofos, like just laughing our our little booties off at anything and everything that that came by. Oh man! At some point, it was either it was either Gilly or Duke. Yeah, it was Gilly. It was definitely Gilly. Gilly said that that it was like we were in space because there was a giant glass wall with just the night sky behind us, and there were plants <laughs> and ponds inside, like a space colony from Gundam or yeah. something. Yeah, and we thought that was the funniest little thing ever. Like, it's like the most stoned I've ever been without actually <laughs> being stoned ever. Wow. So, I it was amazing. For some reason, I don't know why, but it was amazing. We were like, did you guys remember to do your space taxes? Because everything became space blank. <laughs> yeah, oh, we were having trouble paying our space It's not funny in the slightest in retrospect. It's not, but we, we thought it was, which means that we have no sense of humor. <laughs> <laughs> like being awake at 5 a.m. after two days of MAGFest just killed any and all sense of humor we had, which meant that everything was was the funniest thing. Yeah, makes sense. Dude, mm-hmm. I got there mm-hmm. on a Wednesday, so that was like day four for me. Oh, wow. That's yeah. nuts. I don't think I could do that, but I am really, really happy I stayed for the extra day afterwards because we had the roast. Yeah, we did. <laughs> a very, very, very helpful, like little community feedback hour. Yeah. Where we all watched each other's videos and told everyone how shitty they were. But it was like all positive, constructive feedback. So um, we're, we're going to... I'm pretty sure we all came out of it like knowing and wanting to improve a lot over the next year. Mm-hmm. And also like knowing how, like having honest feedback face to face. Like that's going to count a lot more than, than stuff on the internet. Yeah. Right, right. I only cried for a couple hours in the shower the next day. 
Oh, well, it was it's it it will help us grow. The roast <laughs> will help us grow and I don't hate anyone for anything that was said and I can't wait to to do it again next time oh, and yeah. see if we've improved at all by then. <laughs> oh gosh. Flash forward to the next roast. God, this is worse than last year. <laughs> what have you been doing? All I remember is sometime during George's video oh, falling asleep with my head in a couch with my butt sticking in the air. Yeah. And, oh. And apparently I was there for like 35 minutes. I don't remember which, the rest. Which must mean that my video was super entertaining, right? <laughs> oh, Where's this asshole going on about fitness games? I'm just going to go to sleep. <laughs> but it's like the position you went to sleep in. Yeah. It made no sense. It oh, made absolutely boy. no sense. Like you were on your knees with your face down in a chair. <laughs> That's like, that is like actually something that would happen in an anime. It is. Yeah. It, your your face was in like the ass part of the chair. Like you're <laughs> I was comfortable. Your your lower half was not resting on anything. It was just like your knees. Wow. <laughs> Apparently uh like Lee and Naveed like helped me up there, like, dude, you need you need to get up. And I'm just like, Oh, I'll go to the Really bed. you didn't wake up yourself? Because like we no. tried. Like I fell asleep. <laughs> I fell asleep with you like face down in a chair. And and we couldn't do anything. You this were just you were just like, not having it. Oh, like God. an awful person. <laughs> no, you were a fine person. You were okay. Okay. How can you, you were go from fine to okay? Yeah. <laughs> the best. What did they say about you at MacFest? Nah, I was okay. Yeah, it's okay. Eight point eight. I gave. I did a hot pepper game review, which is super. Oh, how cool. was that? I'm looking forward. I don't know, man. I think the game's rigged, my friend. Because I like, I, I've always loved spicy foods, right? Like, I don't know if I've just built a tolerance out of it. Like, okay. I did not feel it. I I totally just went up there. They had some hot sauce for me to dip my pepper in to make it extra spicy, and it still didn't do it. And wow. I think it was the same kind of habanero you had, Jimmy, and you, the, like, fell apart. The you, you, like, Savina? burst at the seam. Well, they said it was just a habanero, but they also said yours was just a habanero. Um, They didn't know at the time that it was a, spe- a specific habanero species okay um you might have done the same ones that the ign guys did on the episodes they put up this week because those were habaneros but they were red and max scoville did you see that one yeah they showed it to us in the audience actually yeah max scoville just like okay this was a pepper i guess yeah that's fine yeah just like reviewed the game like, so maybe you just like maybe you're just like as badass as he is or maybe I, george he, is just uh, dead inside <laughs> either i'm dead inside and cannot feel a thing in my in my mouth or the game's rigged i'm telling you everyone's just just selling the pepper for the fans because <laughs> I, I i won't lie though i really want to do it again and see if i can get a ghost pepper next time because i've never had a ghost pepper but that's the what other, i'm gonna do next time yeah. the other two um people who came up there oh god i wish i wish i could remember the second person's name but the the um oh god the the first was Esquire Bob, who does oh, yeah. um, he's, he's animated cool Game Grumps. Mm-hmm. He is like adorable little kid, and if he's not, then he's aged very well. Anyways, um, <laughs> he fell apart, and mm-hmm. there was there was a Screw Attack employee who fell apart, but mm-hmm. I didn't fall apart. I just did it. I think I like had a mild, <clears throat> and then I, that was that was all I really felt. Really, the hot sauce is amazing though. It's it's called Mitt Romney's presidential hot sauce. And then there's like a colon that says like the hottest candidate for presidency. Great. And everyone thought it was hilarious and we made, proceeded to make a bunch of like stupid 
Oh, it's it's red and watery like the Mitt Romney campaign. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Anyways, it was That's it was great. still a lot of fun. I did F Zero GX, and and I, oh, I want to see yeah yeah I want to see what it looks like when it finally comes out because I like heard I think I heard the crowd getting rowdy and passionate when I was ranting about how we need a new F Zero game so bad. Great. That's fantastic. Yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. <laughs> Either that or the game's totally rigged, and it's all a conspiracy. <laughs> yes, Because I felt almost nothing, but then again, I am fairly callous and cold. <laughs> callous. <laughs> Great. So, um, aside from aside from Magfest stuff, if you guys if you guys have unless you have anything else to say about it, what have you guys been uh, playing games wise lately? Anybody? Anyone play video no. games here? Oh, anyone? <laughs> Okay. Man, I haven't played well, anything since Magfest. Yeah. Oh boy. No, it's a serious problem. I know what I'm going to talk about though when it comes to my turn. Mm. Oh, which so, turn? So it? yeah, that's you, Matt. <laughs> yeah, it's, okay. Go, Matt. Well, well, you guys were at Madfex. <laughs> Mad Mad Madfex. Madfex. <laughs> Fest. Madfex. I, I was invited to um, host the official Guild Wars 2 uh, expansion. Um, oh yeah! Announcement. Yeah, they that pulled happened. you back. They pulled At you back. <laughs> yeah, they sure did. I was talking to Jimmy before. Um, it, yeah. Um, it's it, they had like over I don't know like seventy thousand people watching on on Twitch, and then Dang. me and a friend um, did the post show right after that. So um, he was a little nervous or whatever, but we, we got in there. And we, we did pretty good. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you guys don't want to hear about MMOs. Uh, they're releasing an expansion pack. <laughs> there's going to be a lot of cool stuff. They're not, you know, it's not going to be like, uh, it's not like another MMO where it's just like, oh, we, you're, th there's a, a new level cap and there's another gear grind. It's not that type of MMO. So it's really cool that, that they're adding some really cool stuff. Um, you probably, it's going to be all gibberish to you guys. <laughs> so mm -hmm. I'm just going to move on. I played Monstrum. Um which is a game that was released today. It is a survival horror, but it's uh, procedurally generated. Okay. okay. And it's, it's mm -hmm. like a roguelike as well. Interesting. With, with permadeath. I, so, I'm like interested. You have my attention. Yeah. So you start on the ship and um, you do get some story bits. Uh, you know, there's a journal and it tells you like, oh, I don't know why I'm on the ship uh, and blah, blah, blah. And then there's going to be like... Uh, an escape route that you have to find out and then you have to find the stuff uh, like for instance when we first played we got in uh, me and a friend and we saw a helicopter we walked out and we we're hearing all these sounds just like throughout like the ship just mm -hmm. oh wow and and Boom, like something dropping or and then uh we we walked up to the top because you know the top of the ship is safe right you know you're out mm -hmm. there in the open you can just jump into the water if anything yeah. comes to chase you even though yeah. that's totally not a mechanic we saw a helicopter and it says oh we need a pump gas and um keys and i was uh -huh. like okay uh obviously he has a pilot license and everything like that but that's fine um it, so we have to search the ship, and the ship is huge. You're the mm -hmm. only one on the ship, so we're going around. We we're we're looking through the 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 crew uh, member quarters, and we see this like pussy plant thing that Ugh. wasn't there before when we come out of the room. Uh -huh. Just just sitting there. You can walk up to it. It's moving a little bit. It's just on the wall, and we're like. 
sure it wasn't there before? I mean, there was like a lot of corners. He's like, no, no, dude, I'm 100% sure it wasn't there before. So we we go back, we go into another room, we come back out, it's gone. Okay. <laughs> and God. in the meantime, while you're below, you're hearing these sounds, and it's the doors even sound like really scary. Uh-huh. You know, like rusty metal. You yeah, know, that yeah. type of la- over loud when it's just too quiet. You're like, you're telling the, the door to shush. Uh-huh. That type of uh, atmosphere in your headset. And all of a sudden, um, something attacked us and killed us. I don't oh. know what it was, but it just like fumbled uh, fumbled on itself and just like went at us and killed us. And it showed Damn. our body in the death scene. Like it says, do you want to continue? And it shows like the 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 thing eating us. And it's just oh, like, God. oh. Oh, the fact okay. that he like cannot describe the monster probably it's, means it was doing something right. Yeah, right. It's 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 a it was. They say they have different monsters. Like it's you're gonna keep playing the game until you get better at it because it's a roguelike uh, with mm-hmm. permadeath. So there's different. There's a lot of different stuff. It's on early access right now, um, so it's not necessarily finished. But what we played was very interesting. Um, mm-hmm. The monster was like a goo. With a skeleton inside, but it was <laughs> like a dog-shaped skeleton. It, oh. it was really creepy. That's it, weird. Yeah, really creepy. But um, we're, we're gonna jump back into there and see what's different and see what like the core mechanics are. But it, it's supposed to be like you. It says on the page that you can't kill the monsters. You're you're supposed to distract them, move away from them, hide from them. Um, there was a there was a way for you to hide on their beds and stuff like that. Kind of like how uh, Outlast did with the doctor chasing you. Oh my gosh, mm-hmm. he gives me nightmares. Um, but <laughs> yeah, um, that's pretty cool. And that's that's what I played over the sweet. week. Sounds cool. sweet, man. Yeah. That sounds like a lot of fun, actually, that like you and your friend were like actually paying attention to stuff on, on these dark corners and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jimmy, what <sighs> about you? Um, not, not so much this week, but I don't think I talked about it on the last podcast. Uh, what I've been playing lately that I want to play more, I just need to finish up this video so I don't feel guilty when I'm playing it, is, uh, the Talos Principle. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The one with, like, uh, the robot cuddling the kitten. Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, it's this very, it's really interesting because, like, first time I saw it was at E3 this past year, and it was just, like, had its own booth in, like, the Sony, like, indie area. And I was like, is this, this isn't The Witness, is it? Because I couldn't find a title anywhere. <laughs> and then after a while, like, like you know, I saw some guys coming up and they were talking about it. And it's the Talos Principle. And I was like, okay, well, it looks like The Witness and it's a puzzle game. So I'm interested. And it has this sort of like, it's just this really cool, like, there's like portal-esque mechanics where it's a lot of like, here's some, here's some like weird mechanism things. Here Now we're going to give them to you in like, 10 different ways and you're going to have to like figure out the unique like oh I didn't think about that before way to solve the puzzle and then it just like starts like getting harder and harder and there's like a really weird story going on it's just like it I don't know it, it's been super compelling so far I've I really have enjoyed like every second of what I've played and it's been doing this thing which I never like noticed how much how like important this was but it has this like effect of using a lot of nothing to create something where there's like the where you everywhere you go to do the puzzles is like a little world of its own and the puzzles are there but there's also just like just like open area that's around the puzzles like you go into a door and that's like a little like 
fenced off area where a puzzle takes place but outside of it there's like places that look like there may have been a puzzle before but it was deconstructed or like broken down or something Ooh. and so there's a lot of this like empty world that doesn't really do anything but there's like so much like mystery to it it's really <laughs> really cool so i've been really enjoying just kind of like existing inside of that world i really need to play more i'm only like three hours in but i've, I've really liked it so far is it the same puzzles over and over again with the, like the same like beams of light because i was watching a streamer stream it and um, I saw like they they were using mechanics of of getting beams of light to circles that will open doors. Is okay, it yeah, kind yeah. of the same mechanic over and over again with like different wait, kind of like Portal, I guess you could say. Um, it, it's like I would say at the point I'm at, it's about the same amount of mechanics as Portal because that beam, that light beam one with the refractor like tower thing. That's one of the mechanics. There's like blocks that you can place on switches. Mm. There's uh the the like basic one is the jammer where it's just like a little like tripod and you place it and you point it at like another mechanism and it deactivates it. And that's like the main thing. Cause you have to like, Oh, you have to deactivate that turret to go grab a block. And right. then you have to like prop up the, the thing over a fence to deactivate a turret on the other side of the fence to go get another block. And it's really, it's really cool. It's a lot of like mind bending stuff. Like, I mean, if you like portal braid, antechamber stuff like that, it's like right up that alley. And <laughs> I've like just been time. loving it. Yeah. It's mm -hmm. just super fun. Super fun. Really enjoying it. Um, I just got back, like, literally, like, 30 seconds before the <clears throat> podcast started. Uh -huh. I was playing the Wii U version of the Metroid Prime Trilogy, mm. which came out today for $10. I'm buying that the second I get home. Yeah, it's, um, interesting, though. Like, I guess it is a straight-up port of the Wii U version. They they do not let you use your gamepad. You have to own a Wii remote and a nunchuck to get it to uh. work. Guess I, need to pick up, guess I need to pick up a nunchuck on the way home. <laughs> yeah, you do. It's uh, I, I was I was kind of hoping they would try to go some extra mile and like have the the stylus on the gamepad touchscreen mm -hmm. count as a uh, pointer. But um, there's a weird. There is one weird alternate control scheme mode where you can use the Wii U gamepad as your primary monitor. And also the IR sensor for the Wii remote. And the the tutorial pop-up they give you when you select this mode is like super weird. Mm. They they tell you to make sure that your equipment is placed in a way where the gamepad is not facing the TV. Because uh -huh. then I guess they still have the sensor running and trying to like right. calculate okay. the Wii remote's position from that. But yeah. that's also their solution to play it like quote unquote portably, like Wii right. U portable. Is to um, point the Wii remote at the little gamepad, which would kind of be weird. Like I'd imagine it would be a hell of a lot more sensitive, or like maybe not. Like I know it's um, you don't totally need to be like censored exactly on the screen with mm -hmm. with Wii games, which is kind of why they they work sometimes. Mm -hmm. But um, besides that, I played it for like five minutes, and I, I literally didn't even make it past the tutorial ship, but. It, it got very, very high reviews, and everyone seems to like the new control scheme, but one thing that's going to take a bit of getting used to is that when you lock onto things, you're not, like, pixel-perfect accurate as soon as you, like, press that L trigger. Mm -hmm. I guess in this case, it's the Z trigger on the nunchuck. Mm -hmm. But, um, it was... I also, like, guess it was kind of a security blanket in the GameCube version, because that's when I last played the game, was in, like... I think the last playthrough I did of it was 2004 on the GameCube. Right. 
So it'll take me a while to get back used to it because um, uh-huh. like Metroid Prime has always had a weird control scheme. And yeah, now it's like yeah. even the stuff I remember about it no longer counts. Yeah, I've, I've always actually really wanted to. I, I've had this like concepted video about Metroid like, as a whole series as far as controls and like how you move in the mm-hmm. games go, because like. I I don't want to give anybody credit if this isn't actually true, but I feel like the weird controls and the weird frictiony movement in all the side scrollers and like the weird controls in the 3D ones, like it just feels like that works to its advantage to make it feel yeah. like you are on like an alien world and you're like like what do I do? I don't know where I am. Like it makes the game feel more like immersive that you like I am in a big chunk of iron walking around on like who knows how much gravity is here and like that's how i feel playing like prime i feel like what am i doing i don't know what i'm doing i'm in an alien (laughs) spacesuit but like i don't know if that's like a stretch to call that like an artistic leap or if it's just like bad game design you know but i've always enjoyed the prime games and stuff but they they do have a like a wonky control scheme that takes a lot to get used to especially if you played modern fps's and you're like used to like run and gun kind of stuff because it's not where's an the FPS. sprint button? It's, yeah, it, it's like it's a first person it's, like it's exploration a morph game. Ball button. Yeah, they yeah. don't want you like <laughs> stopping and turning and and snapping your aim on a dime because they yeah. don't want you focusing on the combat. They want you like struggling with overcoming environmental hazards, right? And and just kind of stepping carefully so you can take in the environment. Yeah, and the Which music. Is- Incredible Which is, music. Yeah, it, the graphics and the and the music for its time probably one of my favorites on the GameCube. Just like uh, just beautiful. Like, if you beautiful. if you ever are having trouble writing something, just like turn on Fendrana Drifts uh-huh. and you'll yes, start getting yes, work yes, done. Yes. That's like, uh, it's magical. I actually, I actually used uh, Metroid Prime Two music for the second half of the podcast. Have been doing that since the beginning. I, I think I remember noticing that in some yep. of the early episodes. Open up with uh, with Torvis Bog. Oh, so good. So it, good, you guys. It works, because it's like so quiet and ambient. Mm. Like, I yeah. was uh, playing through it earlier with a friend who was on the couch just reading books the whole time, uh-huh. and he was, he, he was loving it. Because <laughs> it's just like, it's so kind of like borderline minimalistic. Yeah. So it, it was, keeps you focused. I would say that the Prime, at least Prime 2, but also Prime 1... The soundtracks were kind of ahead of their time as far as like game soundtracks go because everything on the GameCube was still pretty much like let's be video game music and Prime was kind of like let's be actual electronic music with like like real produced but synths and everything. You couldn't dance to it. Well, I mean like maybe there's a lot of ones that have like breakbeats that would fit right in with the scene today. I mean it's all it's all chill. It's not like yeah. You're not hearing like drops or anything, but it's there's a lot chill. of like actual breakbeats and like progressive like I don't know. It, it's it's pretty interesting. It it and Halo One also kind of had that. It has mm-hmm. a lot of like almost borderline dance songs in it that are very like synth heavy and yeah. it's it's the weirdest thing. But I think one of the reasons why I love Bayonetta so much is because of the music that plays during your quiet time when you're just like flipping around trying to smash pots and collect <laughs> things that fly into your body when you do it. Uh-huh. The music sounds a lot like Metroid Prime music. It's oh, like nice. super chill and quiet and and just kind of droning, but not in a boring way. Right. I'm actually uh, um, kind of glad that Nintendo decided to re-release Metroid Prime because I've never played one. 
Oh man, you, you gotta you gotta give it a try. Um, like, either the the other thing I was worried about it, it does not look like ass. Thank God. Oh yeah, it's still six forty or I mean four eighty p. But since you're viewing it on a um with progressive scan, it's uh -huh. kind of okay. And like it might just be the shittiness of my t television because <laughs> like my TV can't do ten eighty i. It's super old. I'm gonna need to replace <laughs> it someday. And maybe when I do, it might look like ass. Mm -hmm. But right now, I'm really happy that it doesn't look like ass. There you go. It's like yeah. it's only like ten bucks, right? Yeah, yeah that's yeah. That's, oh, that's the thing. Awesome. Is like that's awesome. there's there's like no excuse not to get this because it is ten dollars for all three games. And the first one is them. one of the best games ever. I I mean like two is my favorite. I haven't played three yet, so this is like a steal for me because I get my favorite Metroid game and the one that I haven't played yet that I want to finish. Yeah, and I get uh, for ten bucks for ten bucks. You could mm -hmm. buy Metroid Fusion for eight bucks, or you could buy three Metroid Prime games for ten bucks. You know what? Uh, you also had an HD release that I have my eyes on, and that's what I want to play right now. Is a uh, Heroes of Might and Magic three. Oh, interesting. Mm. They just re-released that on Steam. Has anyone else played that? I haven't. No. Uh -huh. I think I, I was, played the second one. Yeah, I played the second one as well. I always grew up like with the PC games and stuff, and uh, like uh, you can play it online now because it's like a you know turn-based uh, strategy kind of a kind of like Civilization, but more focused on units. I don't know the exact terminology for the game, mm -hmm. and it'd be nice to be able to play with people online without having to set up Hamachi and stuff. Right, like right. Uh, like like tactics combat. That's kind of yeah. how I remember it. Yeah, you got like grid based combat when you mm -hmm. get into the combat and city building and world exploration. It's very cool. You have like these huge, incredibly intimidating <laughs> demon monsters who will like yeah. take three steps to the next hex and then wait for the next turn. It's adorable. And then all of a sudden, the dragon comes out of nowhere and just destroys your world. It's oh god! I, I remember the most fun part about the second game was was the backgrounds. Oh, they're but so anyways, pretty. Yeah, yeah. They are, they are. But, I mean, anyways, we got time, or, well, we don't have time, because there's a lot of news <laughs> that happened this week while we were at MAGFest. Like, we totally missed out on it. Like, um, the industry didn't crash or anything while we were gone. But mm -hmm. there's still stuff worth talking about after this break. The evil M. Bison has made his bid for world domination. Now the clock is ticking. Who can defeat this madman? Capcom Street Fighter, official movie fighters. Colonel Guile and his Street Fighters move in to take Bison out, but arms dealer Victor Sagat destroys their plans with his Devastator. Fire! So Guile charges the competition with the savage Street Striker. Sagat, your time is up! It's a countdown to the ultimate showdown. Fighting in the street for control of the world! Capcom Street Fighter, the official movie collection. Devastator comes with exclusive Sagat figure. Street Striker and other figures each sold separately. From around the globe, the Street Fighters came, bashing and banging till only Rue and Guile remain. In the Street Fighter 2 tabletop game, build your punching power before your energy runs out. Are you ready for Hurricane Kicks? Can you come back from Sonic Boom? Street Fighter 2 electronic tabletop game. Yes. It's time to get real. Hello and welcome back to the TOVG podcast. My name is George Weedman, and now we're going to go over the news. Our uh, first story for today is actually something from the week before. We didn't have time to go over it, but I still think this is kind of neat. Mm -hmm. um, Windows 10 is going to be able to stream Xbox One games to PCs and, well, I guess like tablets and, and mobile devices, if you consider <laughs> those things to play games on. Right. But, um, like, I like... <laughs> I talk shit about streaming a lot, but I think... 
that in home streaming that's like happening with hardware you own mm-hmm. in your house that you kind of have a d- certain degree of control over the latency over mm-hmm. is is pretty pretty neat yeah because it um like allows you to uh it kind of loosens some restrictions about where the vi- the video games can be in the mm-hmm. house like if you have a gaming pc set up in the office you can stream stuff over to the living room and i guess if you're like have a Xbox in the living room. You can stream it out to the living room, and when guests come over, you don't have to move shit around to to play party games, mm-hmm. which is like what this feature is super duper good for. Right. So um, this was during a Microsoft press conference last week. I think they revealed um, they're they're going to try an AR display with a built-in computer. They're going to give free upgrades to Windows 10 for seven and eight customers. By the way, where the hell's Windows 9? I don't know. It's been joked about to death. But right. Um. Yeah, right. Just yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> Windows nine is just it just is in the ether. Scratch. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Windows ten. You can stream Xbox One games to it. Cool. Hooray! But and, why not and, just release the games on hey. PC? But let, hey. let's, let's, oh. <laughs> what's going to well, happen I mean, here, like, though? It, the the thing is, is every Windows it skips right. So Windows 8 was terrible, right? But Windows 7 was good. Oh, yeah. But they skipped right. 9. So maybe 9 Windows is the good 10... one. 10 is the oh, bad no. one. We're oh, going no. straight into another bad one. Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> Wait, do you honestly think that might be the reason? <laughs> they want to avoid the every new version of Windows sucks stigma? No, they, they, created, they, they created Windows 9, and it was so good. And they were just like, fuck, we can't release this. So they just skipped it. Yeah, right. I hate money, dude. Yeah. Or, yeah. Uh, speaking of companies that hate money, you know Boom. how every week we um, every week we talk about how awesome Nintendo is and also how shitty Nintendo is. Yeah. Right. We got we got that happening fucking again. Great. Yet another week. I'm gonna start with the shitty news. Okay, cool. They're rolling out the beta participation of their YouTube partnership program, and I hope no one signs up. Yeah, don't sign up. Any YouTubers listening, don't. Just get, no. just get a network. Content there. Just go to just go to an actual know. network. Just go to an actual network. Yeah. Right? Or just or just super duper heavily cut your videos. It's fucking hard, but it saves you a lot of trouble. Yeah. Um. So okay, the way it works is that you sign up with uh, Nintendo's registration form on their website, where the uh, I'm trying to see if I. If I wrote down the Nintendo Creators Program is right. the official name of this thing. You make an account there, and then you link your YouTube channel or an individual video to it, and also you link it to a PayPal account. And basically, what they do is provide you with a share, quote unquote, of the ad revenue earned on your video. <laughs> and they don't clarify how much of a share. Uh, from what I've heard, it's uh, seventy thirty. Of course it is. That sucks. Oh yeah, yeah. No. Advertisement here here it is. Advertisement revenue share is 70% for channels and 60% for videos because you can do single video or entire channel. So if you sign your whole channel with them, you get a 10% bonus in your share of your own money that you deserve. But you're also just kind of like well, I mean, like, okay, the question of whether or not people deserve it is kind of up and I, I don't fucking know. That's still it's a gray area that we've talked about yeah, like six yeah. times, but you know, you know my views on it. You're basically paying a Nintendo tax on yeah. videos that would get copyright strikes anyway. Oh god, yeah. it's happening. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he exploded. <laughs> no, I blame Nintendo. <clears throat> that's what that's what did it. 
So yeah, it sucks. They say it's in beta right now. Maybe they'll just... Maybe if no one signs up for it, they'll just decide to not launch it at all. Hmm. Also, does this, um... Does this refer to Nintendo developed games or Nintendo published games? I have no idea. One thing I want to note says right here, it can regularly take up to three business days for your registered content to be reviewed and finalized. Does this mean that after, if I was to be in this program, after I finish a video, I have to send it to them and wait three days for oh, it to be approved no. before I put it up? Yeah. For to allowed to be to be allowed to put That's it up some and make retro. some money for them? Because they make the most money in the first three days. I sure yeah. hope not. That's like the retro YouTube days. That used to happen a lot. This is, I mean, this, okay, this is bad, first of all. Second of all, this is really bad. <laughs> um, yeah. Don't make me cough again. Frequently <clears throat> asked questions in their on their website. Uh, what is PayPal? That's a good one. Um, <laughs> sorry, I shouldn't be making George laugh, but... <laughs> I, I hate that that has to be our rule for today. You guys are allowed to laugh, but if I laugh, I like, I'm two steps closer to death. This is George's post-magcast. This is... Uh, this. Uh, I just don't like this, because... 70-30 is not a good cut. 70-30 no. is like... That's like entry-level negotiations for like a YouTube channel of my size. That's like the big network guy is going to be like, alright, kid, we'll give you 70-30. And it's like, I guess. Because I don't, <laughs> I, really guess. Have, like, I don't really have much to negotiate with you. I have no, I also I have don't know better. Right, right yeah, right. exactly. But like, I mean, most of the people that I know are getting a better cut than 70-30 with their network. That's protecting them from the Nintendo copyright claims. The same way that this does. Only they can make it on other videos, not just Nintendo. So like, like unless your channel is literally just Nintendo videos and you don't care about getting a lot of your money taken from your ad revenue uh, this is a bad this is a bad idea just, this seems just a little a nickel idea. and dimey of nintendo to do doesn't it, it does doesn't it it's just like i don't like that well it also uh, doesn't have a way to differentiate between lps and like criticism yeah like super duper cut up reviews or something have been able to like traditionally avoid the content id system because they're cut up like right. you don't have long footage of cutscenes which is usually what triggers it and, and stuff like that, unless your review has footage of cutscenes. Like, that happened to me. Seven seconds of a Metal Gear Solid 3 cutscene was happening, even though I was talking over it, mm -hmm. but still, um, like, it's like, now it's it's 11-year-olds, but at the time it was a 10-year-old game. Anyways, it's a little silly that, that uh, some content creators can put as much work in these things as they do, and and still get like nickel and dimed from the company they're basically giving free advertising to. Yeah. Right. It's it's pretty silly. I mean, especially like even especially when you look at the ad revenue for most channels doing this, unless you're like literally <sighs> PewDiePie, unless you're like literally actually are PewDiePie. You mean you're doing daily videos, like daily videos. You can't I mean, do no, weekly I'm, videos or just no. like every I don't know, like three three no, videos no, a month. You can't review. No, I'm not. I'm not saying I was talking to Gerard about analytics. You can't do you can't do weekly videos. I'm not saying I'm not saying unless you're like PewDiePie. I'm saying actually unless you are the man oh, whose name oh. on YouTube is PewDiePie, you're not making enough money for this to be even like worth Nintendo's attention. Like, I guess the entirety of YouTube together if they did this would be like worthwhile, but like I mean, even Pewds isn't making something that's like like enough to be like whoa gotta get in on that like he's not making as much as like a movie star 
and he's he the just, best. He's literally he, the guy for YouTube. Like he's just gonna keep making footage of like stupid indie games and not Nintendo games because it's it's easy and doable and right. it'll make him way more money and also the indie developers way more money because like they have more at stake than Nintendo does. But like you get what like I'm if, saying, right? Like most of the channels that we know are just like paying rent. They're not like yeah, bathing in a pool of money that they. Got from the last like top ten that they put out. They're just like, oh yeah, I live in a modest apartment and I'm paying rent and I make some just videos. About and you have a side job as well. I, yeah, I have a part time yeah, job. Just on about the side. everyone I know, including myself, has some kind of day job. Right, and, and yeah, it just like from that perspective, it's like, and then Nintendo slides up and they're like, hey buddy. What you doing? It's like, get out of here, Nintendo. <laughs> Let me it's take like the mafia crawling down your back. Right. Go back to not making Metroid and F-Zero. <laughs> this, is, this is a great YouTube channel you got here. Shame if something up happened store. to it. <laughs> Walks in and smashes the windows. Kick, kicks over okay. your tripod. <laughs> yeah. Okay, let's, let's move on from Nintendo is literally the mafia to <laughs> Nintendo loves giving its customers free gifts that improve their games. Okay. Uh, a new Super Smash Brothers Wii U patch that I think came out today uh-huh. is uh, going to add 15 more eight-player stages. Sweet. And for people who have Smash U, they probably know that once you hit that eight-player mode, your selection for mm, sorry stages becomes incredibly limited. Right, right. To like there, there were previously 13, which sounds mm-hmm. like a lot, and it is a lot. It's just they're like. There are like 40 stages in this game. It, it's 13, but one of them is the Great Cave Offensive, and oh nobody wants God. to play one that one. One of them is the Great Cave Offensive, and the other is Battlefield, which yeah. is basically the same exact stage as Big Battlefield, so that shouldn't... I I don't know. It's still... I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if you want to count it. That's up to personal preference. But no one should have to count Great Cave Offensive. Yeah. I get so nervous when everyone, whenever anyone hits random... On Smash right. 4, because like you are giving Great Cave Offensive a chance. See, and here's the shitty thing is I love Kirby Superstar, I love the Great Great Cave Offensive, and I actually like that stage, but everybody hates it so much that it's just like whenever I play it, it's it's me and seven people going, God, Great Cave Offensive. And so it's like Hold I up. can't enjoy it. What? Did you say you like this stage? Yeah, I think it's pretty cool. You can't kill people on it. They just, you, like, pinball through these tight corridors. That's it's like the, the point. whole stage is that danger zone in Hyrule Temple. It's That's why it's so much fun. See, what it's Nintendo not, need to do in order to uh, make, like, these stages work is to give you the option to take away the gimmicks, like the Yellow Devil on the Mega Man stage. Because yeah, then I wouldn't I be scared of just hitting random if I could yeah. just turn that off. It's, it's, it's like, sounds like so much to ask for, and it kind of is. It's just, like, there's so much in this game to begin with that it kind of makes you wonder how much more they could have gotten away with. Like, imagine if there was, like, a Delta version of the stage where it just gave you two raised platforms on top of the, like, one Omega platform. That would be awesome. That'd be pretty cool. So it would just, like, make a Battlefield version, because then you could play for glory, and um, it would it would help with the projectile spamming characters who can just, like, draw a straight line of of zone across the stage. Shouts to Samus. Shouts to my main. Oh come on! Gerard was playing Samus and kicked my ass, so I have bad memories about Samus. Love my Samus. Also Casey. Um, mm. Oh yeah, Casey was was he a Samus main? He, well, he was really good at it. 
Well, I really? think when 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 we get back, I might be canceling my Smash uh, night this week, so rest and recuperate. <laughs> but when we get back, I'm, I'm I want to see how I do in comparison to last time because I spent this week playing with the best and and improving like the rest. You know what you should do then if you want to uh, if you want to continue getting better is you should be watching Apex this weekend. Oh yeah, they they actually have an official partnership with Nintendo now. Uh huh. Did you? Uh, did anybody catch the schedule? I don't know if you guys Mm-mm. watch any fighting game championships. Well, yeah, if you're rarely. interested, um, I'm gonna skip over like the Guilty Gears and the Alt Street Fighters and the Cap- Marvel vs. Capcoms because nobody likes Marvel vs. Capcom. But uh, Melee is gonna be all four, or all four days or all three days: Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And uh, Smash Wii U is gonna be all three days: Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. But the top eights for both of those for singles. So what you're gonna want to be watching one v ones in Smash Wii U and Smash Melee is gonna be uh, Sunday from six to nine p.m. For Smash Wii U and Sunday from nine p.m. until it's uh, until it's over for Melee. So I think that might be yeah, that's Pacific time, or no, that's Eastern time. So six to nine Eastern for you guys, and then nine to end for Melee for you guys. Or for George specifically, and Matt, George and Matt. I I bet they use something more legit to track their brackets than a piece of a pizza box. <laughs> like I mean, it's likely because it's Apex. <laughs> this is one of the biggest tournaments, but it's, uh, it's likely. From you know what they're doing, a third strike. Um, I, shoot, I just backed out of it. Uh, let me check. Mm, people love third strike. I love uh, third strike. It looks man. It looks me like and Satchel had some good Street Fighter at Magfest. Really? Yeah, he was fun. Uh, it looks like it is Killer Instinct, Guilty Gear X, um, Marvel vs. Capcom 3, Ultra Street Fighter, Smash, uh, Melee Brawl, and Wii U, and, ho, oh, original Super Smash Brothers. Interesting. Whoa. And uh, and also Pokemon Ruby and Sapphire. I think that's the whole tournament. Kirby all day. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, so, I mean, I from what I've heard... There's a motorcycle, but for more, from what from else? From what you heard, heard, there was a motorcycle outside. <laughs> yeah, that's, quite literally. Yeah, um, from from what I've been hearing, there's a lot of interesting players in the Smash Wii U brackets, and I'm not sure if he's gonna make it, but I know there's a really good Samus player in on the Wii U, and uh, super excited to watch him play. Pick up some tech, steal some tech. Cool, cool. So, uh, what we got next? Next up, uh. Steam has, or well, technically Valve has released a statement saying that user-created content has earned users over, or about $50 million over four years between 1,500 creators, which uh, is not bad, not bad. However, it is probably likely, like, drummed up by, like, the super obsessive power users. Uh But, um, anyways, they're going to be extending workshop support to Dungeon Defenders Eternity and chivalry medieval warfare oh yes which is gonna get stupid <laughs> workshop and chivalry is gonna be dope it's gonna get yeah, stupid i actually have a friend who made a six-figure income one year off of a, a oh item God. set that he and his friends made for luna and dota 2 are you kidding no what? i'm not kidding it's ridiculous it was like i don't remember the exact item or his username because i haven't talked to him in a long time but it's like oh my god yeah, there are like mean, some out there who who really make good money off this stuff. Hang on, I'm gonna. You, you stop of course, like any industry, him? most most yeah, get get tips. Yeah. Learn how to get good. You, you stop talking get to him because Steve he got Workshop. rich. Is, is that what happened? Is yeah, I, I hate rich people. Mm. No. <laughs> okay, what? Just okay. Anyways. Just doing doing the most basic math I could ever do. For those of you who, who didn't do it yourself. 
If you <laughs> split that $50 million over those 1,500 creators evenly, that means that over making making like con- like user created content for games that are already existing each of them would be making a uh, $33,000 salary i don't believe yeah. that because i think like i said they're like some super duper obsessive users in the minority like like austin's friends um cassandra call wrote a really interesting article on us gamer about it like there are people who do make 100,000 plus on this stuff yeah I, i'm just saying if you split it evenly oh wait wait was it was it over 4 years you said yeah, yeah. Okay, then over four years, if they all split that evenly and it was a yearly salary, they would all make an $8,000 salary. So that, that's not super that, great. That, Which is why I think it was propped up by the few. Yeah. yeah. That's also the, not the including Valve's cut if they say users earned. Mmm, that's interesting. That's that, that's true. That's a good point. I wonder how uh, much Valve's cut is. Is it like half? I don't know. Not I don't know. Um, we would have to ask someone who knows stuff about this stuff. Yeah. I don't think that's us. I've never tried it myself. I've never really like looked at the market much. Like every time I get a drop in CS:GO, I just immediately go to sell it, unless I think I'll get a pack later on and then just sell that. I wonder I if I might we have can, earned uh... like maybe twenty Steam fun bucks over the course <laughs> of a year with it. So I wonder so... if we could. Uh, what if we can get Gabe Newell on the podcast to talk about this? There you go. Um, he I would just probably they... just like say one line worth. And be super nice about it and actually do it, but then go away. That's true. Because <laughs> that's how his emails are. Like, he actually replies to fan emails. I don't know if he still does, but there was that year where everyone would just post their emails to Gabe and <laughs> what he said, and it would basically be thanks. <laughs> do you guys uh, have any games that you'd like to see Workshop support for? Um, Chivalry might be fun. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing some stupidity in that. Like, I don't play many... Like, like I mean, I guess, like, dust force but that's like doesn't really need any yeah that doesn't like it's it already has everything it needs it has like the best level editor in the in the market of video games ever, ever. So, <laughs> so like i don't really think it needs anything um i'm trying to think of any other games that i play that could like that could use workshop it's totally wishful thinking but i would love to see it in like sonic all-stars racing transformed people <laughs> creating levels and stuff they uh, would they would immediately make like stupid Sanic levels. It would be awesome. I could I could play as Vector Man, dude. Come on, <laughs> dude. I can't believe you have a Sanic level on your Wii U too. Yeah, man. <laughs> we have so much in common, Austin. Yeah, we're, we're like lovers at first sight. Uh, Once I saw true. your Sanic stage, I knew, and that's why we slept in the same bed. <laughs> <laughs> um, it actually it'd be kind of cool. I don't know if there is, but it'd be kind of cool to see like uh. To see like workshop stuff for maybe like Roller Coaster Tycoon. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like specifically uh, one or two, since like those games have been out for fucking ever now, and now that they're like officially on Steam with official packs, and now that all my hours that I've poured into my my GOG versions that I downloaded mean nothing because it says zero on Steam. Um, I'd like to see a, 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 some workshop in there and get people making like new roller coasters with new physics and whatnot. That'd be pretty tight. It wouldn't be super hard either because it's 2D. Yeah. You just have to like draw the sprites and the angles. Right. Those isometric sprites. Ah, so classic. thinking of um, games that might not have been hard to make, Indigo Prophecy <laughs> is uh, they're releasing a re-release. Uh, the roast. Uh, I don't know if if you guys have played Indigo Prophecy, but it is the infamous David Cage's infamous first game, which um, ha, who's here played it? Me. I have not. I played a demo. Okay. 
did did you play it all the way through? Yes, Matt? yes, twice. Do you remember how incredible the like first two hours are, where you're like sneaking away from cops and hiding evidence with like timers counting down and dramatic music playing? And do you remember how stupid it gets? <laughs> crazy. <laughs> how stupid. The Don't last die. two hours are. I'm sorry, it's just hilarious, <laughs> and I can't laugh right now without coughing. It, it's it it gets oh, so God. great. What I remember is the first two hours as a kid, and then I revisited. Um, I got it on like yeah, the old I, Xbox because uh, they they put it up on for uh, demand online online de- um, demand, and I I played again, and I was like, okay, let's actually remember what happened here, and it's what happened ridiculous. after the cool stuff. It gets ridiculous. It, <laughs> There was this part with the fire. I don't even remember that. Um, it, it tends to tell a story, but it, there's a lot of supernatural stuff going on. <laughs> it's a story that could be interesting without the supernatural stuff. And when you read about the development of this game, it's like super clear that it was a super clusterfuck. They planned to release it as an episodic game. And this was the first time that idea was was catching on, which was also probably the last time because no one does that anymore except Telltale. Right. And so they had uh, not really budgeted time towards the stuff past the first episode, which mm-hmm. is why the first two hours are really great. And the rest of the game feels like the dog wrote, like ate his script. Yeah. So you like start out with like a kind of cool murder mystery setup. There's like hints of a supernatural element to it. Later on, your character turns into like a zombie Goku from Dragon Ball Z and and like has super duper weird zombie sex scenes and this like incredibly cringy super black stereotype man who just like every time he walks into the scene it starts playing like bass funk music in the background oh, and he man. has like a neon colored apartment covered in fuzzy fabric textures oh boy and and it begins with with David Cage sitting in a director's chair telling you about how awesome the David Cage game is <laughs> and how he's trying to create mature elevated storytelling with gameplay and the gameplay is just like kind of like silent or Simon says like mini game type stuff and and the writing it gets absolutely stupid sometimes like hmm. uh, I, I I don't know you can see a lot of this happening again in in um beyond two souls, souls yeah. mm-hmm. where it's just like anytime there's there's a lady on the screen she's she's getting naked and having sex or or undoubtedly attracted to whatever man no, is on the screen vision. it's his vision it's his George. artistic vision yeah, yeah. autistic for, for mature um, <laughs> <laughs> of, of um, the uh, david cage boom. trilogy i've only played heavy rain and i did not hate that's it. the that's the kind of good one that's like that's like the that one, one of the three that isn't embarrassing for most of it it's yeah. a guilty pleasure almost I, I think to play his some of his games it's like oh okay another david cage but game let's just can, go through you can and still see what happens <laughs> you can still notice it there though i think Another thing that like really really screws it up is that the script in the first take of voice acting is done in French and they just kind of like directly translate into English and it comes off super duper weird. There's a scene in Heavy Rain where a guy's robbing a store and like the back and forth exchange of everyone in the store trying to calm him down and not rob the store is like so slow and awkward and and like weirdly PG written. Like they're speaking in in really basic alien English. <laughs> oh man, I I haven't played any David David Cage games except for that one time that I played the demo of Beyond Two Souls at E3 
and I cringed all the way through. Ugh. And then I got up, and the guy was like, "Oh yeah, so how, what'd you think about it?" And I was like, "It was good. It was a really, yeah. really cool experience." Do, yeah. Do people ask Ooh. you that a lot? It seems like every time I've played a demo, um, it depends on like the, who made it. They'll ask uh-huh. you how how they how, how you th- what you think about the game. I remember playing uh, like a lot of indie games, and they will always ask you. But I'll play like Transistor, well, and the guy's just yeah. sitting there's like, "Yeah, I know you enjoyed it." <laughs> just yeah. he just walk away. Well, that's Transistor. So yeah. Well, I mean, you don't have to lie about enjoying it. With with, uh, with the indies, most of them are like owner operating their section. Like they don't have like. It, it, it obviously wasn't like David Cage didn't walk up and he was like, so how'd you like my game? It was like, you know, Bob, whoever intern that they hired to to run... To run that, the booth? To, to run that, like, massive booth with, like, 16 consoles playing this shitty demo of this shitty not game. And But, like, you know, I, I know what you're talking about. Like, when I played Metrico at the same E3, I was, like, sitting there playing and I got, like, so engrossed in it. And half hour later, I look up and, like... There's a guy just like sitting next to me watching me play, and then he starts asking me what I liked about it, and then that was the guy who made Metrico, and I was like, "Oh, okay." Ah, I love Thanks the for making indie a cool section. Yeah. Always, oh, so it's so oh, fun. Yeah. yeah, it's so great. Oh, the awkwardness if it was David Cage, though. <laughs> I mean, Dude, I like, don't care. I tell it like it is. I, I, I didn't <laughs> I'll know. Fucking do it. I didn't know that was going to happen, so I wasn't prepared to tell it like it is. But next time, if I stand in line for a game like that. Um, I'm going to be like, I didn't feel like I was playing a game. I felt like the only thing that I did was push buttons until I hit the right one. And then even when I hit the wrong ones, the right thing happened. So why was <laughs> I even playing a thing? I mean, do we uh, even I, think that David Cage is going to have another game at this point? Like, I mean, uh, what I'm saying they is sell that will apply to any stupidly game. well. Yeah. It's, why? It's really sad. He's, well, well, I guess you can't really. They're, they're elevating a, games to a cinematic well, new art form. It's the hype train, dude. I, With I, engrossing multi layered narratives. I think it was because of Ellie. No, I'm sorry. Ellen Page. Sorry. I got <laughs> mixed with, uh, you know, Last I, of I Us. I understand why you would get mixed. <laughs> it was okay. intentional, but yeah. Oh, man. We got we to gotta wrap up soon. We yeah. have two community questions. Right. Okay. And the, they're, they're straight and to the point. It's really nice. <clears throat> what game do you feel has the best use of a bow and arrow? Oh god damn it! I was I was supposed to think about this before we started the podcast because I was like, shit, right, I don't right. remember who, with bow and arrow. Who, who can take it? I got something. Okay. Let's hear it. Let's so, hear it. Recently, I played the Far Cry Four, uh, and mm, uh, I've okay. never played a Far Cry game before, right? Okay. And I've they're never, all very different from one yeah, another. Yeah. And I've never felt so much like Predator as when I'm using the bow and arrow in that game. <laughs> like, like apparently you get to a point where you use the sniper rifle and you can just you know take people out with a silencer. But I just love mm-hmm. you know stalking people around and you know doing all the stealth missions. Mm-hmm. And I love, I love the fact that the game doesn't treat you like a child. It doesn't hold your hand because, like, you know, there's not an obvious place to hide and, you know, hide from stealth and, you know, let the bow and arrow go. Because it's, mean, like, all outdoors. Go. Yeah. You gotta, like, find a bush and crouch in it. Yeah, and since, like, it's not, you know, just shooting straight forward, it'll actually, you know, go down with uh, the gravity and whatnot. So yeah. it, it feels really good to play. I like it. Well, I gotta say, my first choice is Shadow of the Colossus. Okay. Because mm-hmm. the bow and arrow feels, like, really super weak. And I like that for some weird reason. Like, I just, I don't know. Maybe maybe it's because I'm growing up in an age of, like, artillery and grenades or something. Mm-hmm. But but video game bow and arrows that only work if you hit some super specific weak point, they, 
they they kind of make me happy because like it's a layer of challenge like it's right. the game like giving you a super duper specific challenge like sure you could climb up this colossus and stab it in its weak point or you could get extremely lucky and extremely good with shooting the bow on its weak point mm. now uh, okay i don't remember specifically how it felt but the one that comes to mind when i think of a bow and arrow that's not like ocarina of time because like no not I don't really. Know. No, the 3D, the 3D Zeldas did not have good bow and arrows. Like they were, they were accurate. They worked, that's, but that's, that's fine. It's um, really fast. Is I don't know if anybody here played Turok for Xbox mm-hmm. 360. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't know about that one though. I liked the N64 games when I was a kid. I felt super edgy while playing them. It, it was the more recent one. It was like yeah. the last hurrah of Turok. They like the one where they turned into bald space marines. It it was weird. It, I liked that game. I thought it was pretty cool. It had a really good multiplayer. And it had, like, your main weapons were, like, knife and bow and arrow. And I remember both of those being, like, very, like, they felt really, like, good, like, tactile. Like, you would, like, use them and you felt like you were, like, ah, yeah, like, good, like, response of, like, a bow, like, and, yeah, I don't know. That's really all I can think of. I can't really think of any other games. Like, the other ones that come to mind with bow and arrows are, like, those, like, old PS2 dungeon crawlers where you're, like, I am the archer class and you, like, rotate on the spot while shooting infinite arrows very quickly and that's not a good bow and arrow um so i i guess i'm gonna be the weird guy and say uh gears of war the torque bow oh my god oh that's the one i was thinking of Dude, that's a good it's one so boss. now that i think about it that makes a lot of sense <laughs> i okay i, I had it in my mind i was like <sighs> i was like there's a bow from some like like cyberpunk game that i can't remember and i was thinking like half-life no, that's a crossbow. That wouldn't make any sense. That's <laughs> what I was thinking of. The torque bow. Okay, you oh, win. It, it's Turok sucks. Torque, torque it's bow. freaking wild. Like, when you get a headshot, I mean, headshot oh. with anything is good, but when you... It's so hard to to, to, to do. Well, I guess it, once you get used to it. But, um, it, yeah. man, hearing that sound of the head popping or just oh, hearing yeah. the <laughs> sound of when your character gets stuck by it... <laughs> you know yeah. you're dead. The bow is like it's it's. I like it because it's like a challenge weapon. Yeah, like it's, it's you like, get. That's why I use it in TF2. I'm the I'm heightened the heightened risk and reward. Yeah. Um. Okay. One more question. If for some reason, say to save someone's life from a crippling video game addiction, you could give someone one horrible gaming experience to sway them from ever playing games again. Which game would you have them play? Oh, this is like by Clyde Lee, by the way. Thanks, Clyde Lee. Mm, thank you, Clyde Lee. Um, I give me a second to think. Mm. Okay. So, I think yeah. With a, you know, you give someone a bad gaming experience, and a bad gaming experience can be really enjoyable. So I've always felt that like games that are really mediocre are the ones mm. that are gonna like hurt you the most. That's smart because you feel nothing. So yeah. I'm gonna say Dragon Age Two. <laughs> oh my man! Because <laughs> everything about that How game brave. is wrong. Everything about that game is wrong. One is a fantastic game. Inquisitions, like I'm enjoying it. I'm almost done with it. And I love it's funny because Inquisition makes me want to play two, but then I remember playing Dragon Age Two, and I'm like, no, I'm not gonna do that again. Don't. Well, it like had to at least do something right to be at least mediocre, right? Well, it was unfinished. Well, I don't, you know, I haven't played it. It, it exists. It, it, it the, came out really fast. The game, the gameplay was okay, and I guess that's why it's mediocre. Um, and the voice acting doesn't make you want to die. So there's that. 
Yeah, <laughs> but well, like, well, it's close though. Like you holding the knife to your neck, you know, maybe a little bit of blood is coming out, but you're not, <laughs> yeah. you know, doing the action. Sure, and it's, you're nicking the neck, you're not so cutting gl- it, <laughs> and it's so glitchy. Like it's, it's uh, not worth playing. I in my played opinion. through all of them recently, and uh, yeah, Dragon Age Two is still, <laughs> still really it's bad. Still bad. <laughs> yeah, it's so bad. <laughs> It's so weird seeing, like, the graphics get worse in a sequel. That never happens. Mm. <laughs> but with Dragon Age 2, it sure fucking did. Yeah. Look, yeah. Ugh, the art style just went really c- cartoony. Like, uh, I don't know. Like, it it had to... Like, the, the, the textures weren't high res, should I say. I guess it has something to do with them having it on old systems and then porting it to the PC. Mm-hmm. You know they were working on Dragon Age for like a decade, right? The Origins. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, yeah. I remember reading on uh, RPGGamer.com a while ages ago that Bioware was working on Dragon Age in like 2004, and like they were building the world and building everything, and then they finally released it, and then two came out two years later. Um. So it, it it's just it feels like it was rushed. Thankfully, like I said, they took their time on Inquisition. And I feel like they might have saved the franchise with it. Um, what do we got, Jimmy? Like, uh, I can't really, I don't know. I mean, like, if I was to think of something that would, like, like frustrate you and not make you enjoy games or, like, but, okay, see, here's the problem is I'm trying to think of something that's, like, what would make me want to stop playing a game? Probably frustration. But then a lot of people would see that as, like, oh, challenge. So I can't say, like, Zelda 2 or the original Metroid. Even I though, love Zelda 2. But, well, that's <laughs> the thing. That's exactly the thing. Because, like, me, when I played Zelda 2, I was like, can I fucking stop playing this, please? And then when it's I played really the original addicting. Metroid, when I played the original Metroid, I was the exact same way. It's different for but, each but, person, I think. Right. And so it's hard to pick, like, I think I think Austin probably said it the best. You have to pick, like, the most mediocre game because it won't give you something to drive you to beat it, even if it's bad. It's like, ah. It's hard to pick that game though. Like, what is that game? What is it, the most mediocre game? It's Haze. <laughs> <laughs> the most mediocre. Quake Four was pretty awfully mediocre. But for me, it's well, it's X Rebirth, a game that is X X Rebirth is a game that is not mediocre, or at least back when I played it, they might have patched it up by now. But in like December of 2013, it was goddamn terrible, mm. and it was also like I played 30 hours of it. Mm-hmm. And had to cheat my way to be able to get to the end because the map is incomplete. There weren't vendors that I needed in order to buy the upgrades that I needed to finish the campaign. Oh. And and it's like, when when it gets to that level, for me, it's, it, the thing is length. Mm-hmm. Like, if it's, like, bad and frustration and mediocre, I don't really care as much if I can, like, get it over with. Mm-hmm. But I know if you, like, play it properly, you could probably invest, like, up to 70 hours in that game to see everything. Mm-hmm. But... Why would you want to when <laughs> when everything is broken, when everything has poor production values, poor controls, it looks like shit, it runs like shit, and you might have to do that for 70 hours if it just so happens to be like the one game you can afford that year. Mm. Like that would literally turn me off forever. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, that's uh that makes sense. I can see that. I guess I can't really pick a game that I think is so mediocre that it would be the the turn you off to games game. I think um did we hear from Matt? Uh yeah, I agreed with Austin. Okay. I agreed okay. with Austin. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
That's huh. sad. Man, Dragon Age 1 was so good. <laughs> yes, I haven't even played the second one because of how shitty the reviews oh, were. Oh, you need to play it. You need to play no, it. No, I don't. It's no, worth I playing don't. at least the first hour so you can feel true sadness. You might like yeah, it. Yeah, like I've watched lots of videos and no, I don't yeah, think I it, will. It, it, you know, you know some people are different, you know that some people didn't experience the whole I paid $60 for this game. I went home and put it in my Xbox and it sucked bad. <laughs> and you regretted opening that stupid plastic. Yeah, now people are getting it for $10 and saying it's okay. Yeah, you paid $10 for it. You didn't pay yeah. $60 for it. Yeah. You weren't hyped Maybe. from Dragon Age Origins and how good that game was. Anyways, I'm done. I didn't have a problem not buying Dragon Age 2, I don't think, because, I don't know, I like to pretend I'm less susceptible than hype than most people, but that's just me pretending. You know, you know what I would give, uh, mm. the, uh, this is, this is, like, kind of a low blow, because it's an old game, how about the original Toe Jam and Earl? Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's alright. Just, right. like, yeah, like, exactly, right? Like, it's got those, like, those cool, funky songs that are super catchy, but then it's just, like, alright, proceed to walk around and it's so slow paced too yeah it's slow walking slow the multiplayer is the exact same thing you just walk you pick up stuff kind of in like no particular order you get back to your phone booth thing and you go to another completely identical world where you do kind of the same thing there's nothing where you're like oh i just want to stop because it's frustrating it's just like all right this is nothing the sequel's no. a lot of fun though I, I, that's what i hear like it, it's better but like Number one is undoubtedly just like, eh, it's just meh. You know, one thing, though, that is not fun. Or I, pfft, I totally ruined that. You know, one thing, though, that is not not fun. Okay. And is totally enjoyable, and right. I can't wait to do it again. Okay. Is this TOVG podcast. Dang. Yeah. We have to wrap up, though, now. Oh. I really have to go to the bathroom, because I've been, like, drinking lots of water, because I'm super sick, as you might have noticed. Uh-huh. But, um, until then, uh, be sure to rate us all five stars on iTunes. Everyone already knows me, Bunny Hop Show, and, uh, Jimmy Sundergamer, and mm -hmm. Matt Visual, but be sure to check out Boku No Eruption, and try not to think about the reference. <laughs> um... And until then, I mean, just just have a good week, guys. Play games you like that aren't so awful. You may never want to play games again, <laughs> like uh, like the Metroid Prime trilogy on the Wii U. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. get that for ten dollars. I wish we were sponsored to say that, but we're not. It's just a no, good game. I can't wait to check out Remake for which is like twenty dollars. And I can't. Uh, there are like good games out right now in January. It's really weirding me out, even though they are like re-releases and re-remakes. I don't care because they're good games to play in January. Mm. Anyways, bye everybody. Bye. 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 Nailed it. Bye. 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 Bye.